0: Put your hands together and welcome your very own Dunstable Town Podcast.
1: Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Talk of the Town Podcast. I am your host, Andy Burrows. I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, vice chairman, man of many talents, Mr. Matt Carrington. Matt, how are you, my friend?
0: Yeah, do you know what? I think I've just about calmed down now from Saturday. How about yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, mate, I was 100% not as irate as you were at the (laughs) weekend. That's probably the (laughs) angriest I've seen you at a game of football. And that is saying something, my friend. (laughs) Uh, We sit here recording this podcast... um, Dunstable Town, uh, short, sure, Shepherd Town, Shepherd won Dunstable Town nil on uh Saturday. Um, boy, it's hard where to start with this game, mate. Let's start with the game itself, then we can go on to Joe's post match because jeez, everyone after the game were like, Andy, good luck with this one. <laughs> and I was, uh, I think Scotty sent me a great tweet. It was like one of me going over the top during the war. <laughs> it made me, it, made, it did make me uh, laugh. Let's start with the game, Matt. Um, obviously losing 1-0 to a second half header. Um yeah. It's, it's a hard one because, you know, we, we've, we've put in some good performances over the last five, six, uh, seven games even, something like that. Uh, you know, you can't be good every week. You can't play amazing football every week. We know that. These boys are human. You know, they're not machines. It, it, it was always going to happen. Um, Joe said, you know, if you listen to Joe's post-match, which bloody hell, I think that's said more downloads than nearly any podcast that we've done. Um, he was not a happy man, Matt. You weren't a happy man. There were many unhappy people on saturday players included let's you know i mean i'm not going to throw the poor boys under the bus the players included i spoke to a lot of them after the game they were like look hands up certain parts of that game not good enough didn't perform well we're going to get to the officiating well 100 we will that that fucking bozo in the middle lane i don't care he ain't getting away with that with me this episode i know he ain't gonna get away with you mate uh, what did you make of the game, mate? Uh, obviously, going down one nil. It's, it's an important time of the season. We're fourth in the league, where we want to go up. We've made no bones about that. It was a cold, windy day at Shepherd, and you know it was the same for both teams over there. Um, but Shepherd obviously nicked it one nil. What, what was your take on it, mate?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's face it. Shepherd took their chances, and we didn't. And I think that's antipifies uh, exactly the the, the sum up of the game that everyone could see, um, as Joe and yourself discussed. In the post match, you know, we were too um, consistent with trying to put the ball over um, to, to Webby to try and obviously hold it up to then hopefully beat their back line. Uh, their back line was very experienced, and they were able to mock up with the exception of the the one chance, which obviously should have been ten men. And it's it's the the bottom line is it should have been one hundred percent ten men, something mm-hmm. that afterwards the referee has confirmed himself and. Um, if that happens, we're probably talking about a different game because the, this old, the old analogy of you can't be brilliant in every single game and champions win ugly. And to be honest, I feel, you know, potentially we've had the opportunity taken away from us to potentially test their back line with arguably their best player on the field, off the field. Mm. Uh, so that really frustrated me. Um as you say, I don't think the players were at the races. That's um, the best way of describing it at the minute. Uh, Joe obviously mentioned some bits and pieces at the training on Thursday, which I obviously, I don't get too many training sessions, so I missed this one myself, so I didn't see it myself. But, yeah, he's, he's got a lot of work to do between now and uh, tomorrow night, including, obviously, yeah, patching up the defence, looking to get a goalkeeper in. There's, uh, yeah, quite a bit, to, bit of pieces to do. What about yourself? What did you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've kind of... It's hard, it's hard for me because, yeah, we weren't at the races. Uh, and, you no, it's Joe can pick his formation. It's it's the way he wants to play. I just feel we missed something with Danny. When Webby's up front on his own, I didn't think that helped us greatly because he was, you know, we miss him running into them channels. Uh, you know, I understand that Kelvin was injured, but you got Ramel on the bench. Maybe he could have started if we did want to go a two. And I, I felt a little bit sorry for the midfield boys at times because they were getting the ball up to Webby. But I think like me and you might have said at time, or I think I was chatting to a couple, I was chatting to Neil and I was chatting, chatting to a couple of lads and Dan and a few of the boys. You know, poor old Webby was sometimes flicking balls on and yeah. then thinking, oh, hang on a minute, shit, I'm up front of me own here. <laughs> he was, he's, he's flicking them on. It's like, no, mate, you're the one that's got to run onto this. So it was hard for Webby up front because, you know what I mean? He was trying to hold it up as best he could, trying to bring like Dunny uh, into play and Alfie and and, and everyone playing centre midfield. And I think we missed Sellers big time. I think his hold up yeah, play would have been yeah. perfect for that game. Uh, but I kind of get what Joe was coming from because we, I don't know, something, there's a spark that seems to be missing from us on Saturday. You know, every time we try to go forward, it just, Kind of broke down. I mean, we didn't, you know. Uh, can you remember their goalkeeper making many saves uh, throughout that game? There was I a couple don't. from there was a couple from corners that he tipped over the bar, but they were, there was nothing where we've all looked at each other and gone, "Man, we should have scored there." Apart from the incident, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Apart from that, I can't right. remember looking at everyone else going, "Oh my god, that is a save and half he's pulled off there." You know where yeah. you know they had a couple of efforts, and albeit Shefford didn't twig that our goalkeeper. Was injured <laughs> in the warm-up. Connor could not move. Any shot that was remotely on target that game
0: it probably not, would, have would
1: have probably gone in because the poor yeah. lad couldn't move. And yeah. you know, and you know, obviously we knew that the players clearly knew that. He couldn't kick, he could, you know, he was rolling everything out. He couldn't he couldn't shuffle across his goal because of his thigh. And then that's that's and fair play. I take my hands, I've spoken to Connor since the game, I spoke to him after. I take my hat off to him for even getting through that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he must've been in a fair bit of pain. You know what I mean? It was a cold bloody day. You know what I mean? And we're not muscle injuries alike at the best of times. So mm. fair play to Connor for even getting through the game. But, you know, Shefford didn't seem to notice that he had uh, he couldn't move. He couldn't, you yeah. know, he could. it's not like he could even sweep up. There's a few balls over the top that because of the wind ran out to play. And I'm thinking, thank God it has. Because Connor ain't coming to get these. The poor yeah. lad can't run. So we're going to lose Connor for a sustained uh, amount of time. Yeah, I don't know, mate. Um, I just my my personal opinion. This is just me, and you know, time and place to say. I was never going to say it to Joe after the game. And I get why Joe was ir- irate, you know. And you know, I see it as a coach. Like I have said many times, I've been a manager in this in this league. I've been, you know, I've been a player. I kind of see it from all points of view. But for me, I probably would have played Ramel up front with Webby. Only that's just me, because I felt I thought we lost something with Webby up there on his own. I get why we've done it, but. I think we lost something where you're maybe used to a sellers and a Webby or a Faulkner and a Webby or a Kelvin and a Webby or a sellers, yeah. you know, and a Kelvin, you know, I, I always think as a two Webby works a lot better. Yeah. He had everything lumped on his shoulders and in his head and his neck and every fucking where else on Saturday, because we were pumping balls up to him. And I'm thinking, you know, Poor, he's trying his best to hold it up and bring other people into play, but they had a good center back in that number five, Matt, like you said, he was eating everything up, you know, you know, he was all over Webby as soon as he got the ball. And, Nothing stuck up there. It just comes straight back. And, you know, and we picked up injury after injury on Saturday. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, haven't, I didn't really speak to the lads too much after the game, but obviously Crilly come off, um, Alfie come off. Tolu seemed to be struggling near the end of the game. We obviously know about Connor, So it was just one of them days at the office. But like I said in the post-match, if there's any group of players and any group of management that that won't happen again, it's this lot. And, you know what i mean it won't happen again you know i'm not going to sit here and bad mouth the lads because you know they, they they did give everything in. and joe's opinion is joe's opinion now, i'm going to get interested to get your views in a minute about his post-match interview because it's probably the most the post-match interview where i've stood there and you know i'll say anything to joe and i'll say it to his face and i'll say it on here i was listening to him speak and i was thinking fucking you know, hell i've seen this guy angry before this is next level angry. Next
0: level, this yeah. was,
1: and I've, but like I say, I've, you know, and people listening to this will be like, and managers that listen to this and they'll know I've been there. I've been a coach. I've been a manager. I've been angry, but I was literally listening to him speak, holding the microphone in front of him thinking, Jesus, this is next level anger. So God knows what it was like in the change room after the players probably got told in no uncertain terms, how unhappy he was. The problem you got is Matt, we all know the standards that Joe sets. We know as fans, they know as players, you know, as uh, a board, the standards that are set by this man. That, and it's what he expects of himself. It's what he expects of him coaching staff. You know, I'm talking Ducks, Jammers, Anthony, Adam, all the, everyone that's on that bench. The, we all know the standards that this man expects. Whether you agree with it all the time or whether you don't agree with it all the time, is, you know, is by the by. He's the manager. These are the standards we have to expect. So when he started talking to me about training on Thursday mm-hmm. and how poor it was and how, you know, it, for the feedback that he got, that it was one of the worst training sessions we had had. That responsibility, you know, falls on the people that are there, you know. And again, not bad Melbourne people, but if you can't set the standards or stick to the standards that Joe set, then you've got an issue. Because he can't, yeah. he can't be there all the time. The man, the guy's about to give birth, so that's another thing that maybe needs to be looked at down the line. You know, Joe's openly come out and said training was poor. You know, I spoke to a couple of players, and it's hard for the players because when the manager isn't there, you know, Matt, we've all played football. It's like, oh God, the but like not when, like when the substitute teacher comes in. It's like, oh, the teacher ain't here today. You know what I mean? We we might get a little away with something and. Maybe now the players might wait. You know, they could have woken up on Sunday or Monday when they've looked back and gone, Do you know what? We, we've let ourselves down here. At training, that started on Thursday. Um, you know, the warm-up. I watched a little bit of the warm-up on Saturday. That looked a bit lethargical to me. It wasn't unusual. Really? Well, I watched it uh, and I was thinking, something don't seem right here. We don't mm. quite seem at it. And that was the warm up. That's just me. I like to watch the warm up. I'm a bit of a geek for, the, you know, I never, I never know. I might get back into coaching one day. And I just like to see how different teams warm up. And I, I enjoy watching our warm up and seeing how the lads are. And something just seemed missing for me on Saturday uh, from the warm up. And, you know, but people might say it's only a warm up. I mean, Jesus, I went, uh, me and Wayne went to Tottenham a couple of months ago and watched Spurs warm up against Aston Villa. It was fucking terrible. And we yeah. lost 2 0. So again, it comes back to the intensity that Joe brings, mate. But what did you make of Joe's, uh, post-match interview like i say mate the, i just stood there and i was like wow this this man is not a happy bunny right
0: now no i mean i spoke to him shortly after the interview and um you know, joe gives the time of day to anybody he's, he's he always, does he's so good with that yeah absolutely and to be honest he, he still did uh to a certain extent where he even he was saying that you know he, he really doesn't want to be there in terms of because he's so angry that he might just have a pop at somebody but I don't know. I mean, the, the trouble is, I guess, where you're training every single week, as you say, maybe when there is the, the substitute teacher that's coming, you know, that that maybe is the opportunity for them to maybe think, well, you know, we, we, we've done OK so far. And it's that um, sort of uh, ep- uh, apathy that's, that's kind of coming in, that might be coming in and that might be, you know, just affecting them a little bit of, you know, again, you know, we saw it at, at Levy, you know, they come, they come to the game there. They just didn't just assume they were getting the three points, but you know, the somebody attitudes perhaps may have constituted towards that. I think maybe that may have had an effect. You obviously mentioned that the warm ups wasn't, to the same intensity
1: yeah I mean, that's just my opinion from what i was watching um it just something seemed a little bit missing for me it wasn't unusual yeah. like, i watch the warm-up sometimes especially when we're at home i get there really early because so i like to hang out with you guys have a chat have a beer yeah. have, a, have a bite to eat and i was going to watch the warm-up like i said i'm a bit of a stato like that something yeah something just seemed off on saturday yeah. man that's not that's no fault of anyone it was Fucking freezing on Saturday.
0: Honestly, at one stage, I was going to come up without a coat. That would have been Oh,
1: my nice. God. You would have been watching that game from your car, mate. You <laughs> know, that, I've watched thousands of games of football over my life. Saturday was one of the coldest I've been. I think because it is so open at Shepherd. It's a lovely little yeah. setup, by the way. Um, I went up there in August. I think they played in the FA Cup against South End Manor. And I went over there. Mm-hmm. Joe was there league because we were due, obviously, to play them in the FA Cup beautiful evening shorts and t-shirt pint on the go. Oh my God. It was not like that on a Saturday map, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Joe, he wears his heart on his sleeve and I, I think that's brilliant. I I think it's fantastic. I mean, you know, people, some people, some managers, and I know I listen to other, there's some, there's the, um, other managers kicking around this post game podcast, there's YouTubes, you know, and some, and not all managers are like that. They'll tell it as they see it. Um, Bertram, uh, Layton, uh, watched his post match after our game, uh, Again, another one that calls it as he sees it, to be fair to him. He's very much straight down the line. He's like Joe. But then some I listen to and it's just cliche after cliche after cliche. Yeah. Look, on Saturday, we weren't good enough. And Joe, in yeah. no uncertain terms, said we weren't good enough. But that's not... I'm not going to... Like I said at the start, mate, I'm, I'm not going to throw any of the lads under the bus. I don't think it was be lack of effort. I just think everything we tried on Saturday, it didn't work. And yeah. when you are... It's so hard. Any level of football you watch, when you are playing one up front... It's so hard. That ball has got to stick. That ball has got to be fed into the midfield, and the midfield have got to join in with play. When it's as fucking windy and cold and horrendous, and I'm not making excuses, but when you kind of look look back at the game, and I look at people like Alfie and Dunny and all them guys in the in the centre of the park, that really, they, they were really I, they I generally think they were giving their all, but we just couldn't create nothing. Absolutely. It wasn't like one of them. We could get the ball wide to Tolu and he's pinging balls in the box when you've got a Faulkner and a Sellers and a Dunny and an Alfie and everyone bombing forward. We didn't have that on Saturday. You know, the odd occasion Tolu did get down the flanks. And he put the ball in the box. We had no one there. Or no, you know, exactly. we were arriving too we were arriving too late because you know they were doing all the doggy work in midfield. And it was hard for Alfie and Dunny and all them boys and Crilly and all everyone up at Ethan. You know, it was hard. Were they were they good? No, I'm not gonna sit here and blow smoke up all their asses, but you know, we were very, very poor on Saturday. But these lads have earned enough credit in my But This is just my view. You know, and I get why Joe said what he said after the game, and I 100% agreed with him. You know, I'm not denying that, but you know. But these lads have got enough in the bank for me to have that not-so-good performance. Yeah, it's shit now because, we, you know, we're fourth in the league. We want to try and get into them top two spots. We want to finish first or second, you know, as do Leighton, as do us. You know, it's tight at the top of of the league, and I want us to get in that top two. Even if we, you know, first... Aim for first. If we get second, we're going to the playoffs. Great. We, you know, we extend the season by a week and we try and go up that way. But I'm under no circumstances going to ditch any of these boys or, you know, sit here on a podcast and say, oh, we should have I can done this. We should have. You know, I'm not a player. I, you know, I'm just a fan. I'm just a guy with a microphone. I get why Joe said what he said. I agreed why Joe said what he said. But I've, I know this players. I know this group of lads well enough. I, you know, I speak. I speak to Alfie quite often. He's our captain, and I know that guy well enough to know that he's going to roll up his sleeves and it won't be acceptable on Saturday. It won't be acceptable from Joe on Saturday, uh, on Tuesday. Sorry, tomorrow night when we play Elsby, mate. So it's a hard one, mate. But let's get on to something that um, was a very, very big talking point on Saturday. It's done the rounds on social media since we left. Matt, we we were one nil down. Uh, we were pretty poor, but we had a chance to probably. It looked like a penalty at first. It wasn't. We were... A lot of people listening to this would have seen the clip. Webby went through behind their number five. Their number five dragged him down. We all thought penalty at first, admittedly. When you look back at it, it was outside the mm-hmm. box. We all thought their bench even thought, and they were like, Oh my god, we're gonna be down to 10. Fair play to the Shepherd lads. By the way, really good bunch of guys on their bench. Mm. They were like, Well, well, that's us down to 10. You could kind of look from the, the the player, even kind of thought, oh shit, here yeah, I am. Can him we're him. Go- Yeah, you could see him kind of thinking, I'll try and style this out, but I'm probably getting a red card here. To my bafflement, the absolute bozo in the middle first of all gives a penalty and then quite rightly went to the red linesman the linesman looks just outside the box mate it's not a penalty it's a free kick okay give the free kick no problem with that but then go and give the red card yeah. to not give that guy a red card at that moment was just when you think you've seen it all in football yeah, you have nice. a you have a referee like saturday and look i've got no uh, you know i'm just a fan with a bloody microphone at the end of the day I find the referees recently, and especially the guy on Saturday, and the linesman, old Scooby Doo, Shaggy, whatever you want to flipping call him, so arrogant. It was mm. unbelievable. The fact that you know our captain, I could see Alfie trying to go up and talk to the referee, just talk to him as the captain of Dunstable Town, and he couldn't even do that. I think if re- and I think if referees were less arrogant, wind their ego in a little bit, realize that you know it's not all about them. Don't get me wrong. You know, players don't help, managers don't help, us as fans don't help. We abuse these guys left, right and centre. When you get a guy like Saturday, he fully, fully deserved every single bad word said about him because he is quite possibly one of the worst, if not the worst referee I think I've seen in my entire life. That's from youth football when I was a kid to playing football, to managing, to coaching, to everything I've seen. He was one of the most arrogant, begins with P and ends with K, people I've seen. Matt, I could hear you from the other side of the uh, ground when that's, I was standing. You I, I had no voice, but mate, what did you make of what we saw? Because, you know, like we've said many times in this podcast, I don't want to come on here and just bad mouth officials. When you were as arrogant as that geezer was on Saturday, mate, and it was no, no, and he you know, even come up to even the Shepherd guys. Robbie Goodman headed a ball out, great clearance, corner to Shepherd, goal kick, mm. and you are like, are you uh, what? Robbie's just brilliant clearance by Robbie, great header, goal kick. Um, I think Ethan put in a tackle or something, corner to them, goal kick, and it, the Shepherd guys were like, is this geezer for real? And we were like, we were standing right next between the benches, and we're like, lads, he's he's as equally as shit as he is for Shepherd as he is for Dunstable, mate. I'm going to get off my soapbox now, mate. Uh, What did (laughs) you make, Matt? Because you had no voice left by the end of that game, my friend.
0: I'm still getting my voice back now, mate. Right, so everybody... um, I promised everybody a rant. and uh, Here we
1: go. Strap in, everyone.
0: And to be honest, my rant was going to be along the lines of what you were saying. And then... I had a, a phone call, or sorry, I saw Andrew yesterday who told me that he had a phone call from the referee who said that he looked at the, the incident afterwards himself and was mad enough to say that it should have been a red. The reason he gave a yellow was allegedly because he felt he didn't have control of the, the ball. But looking at back at it, in a retrospect, it should have been a red, which, if I'm honest, that took the jam right out my donor. I was uh... not happy with Andrew because I had, uh, I've had, i done notes. I, I had reasons <laughs> for notes. But don't worry, because I've still got notes.
1: Go um, for it. Go for so it. In it.
0: terms of uh, the incident, that's great. The fact that he's man enough to come out and say, you know, I didn't see... Yeah, you know, I got it wrong. He said that he went up to the linesman, who had arguably a much better view of it. And obviously, the linesman said to him, it would have been... It was a free kick. That's fine. But in my opinion they both are as culpable, um, oh, sorry, culpable of, of it because why didn't the linesman say, yeah, it's definitely a free kick, but I've seen that, obviously, it was last man. Why they couldn't spend another two seconds and um, having that conversation, I just think it's unforgivable. But to be honest, I think it's because there's too many referees in the minute that's being pushed through the system. And that's not their fault. You know, they're having to fill in positions that other referees have vacated because the leagues have literally treated them like trash for years. And it's the non-league system. It's just not, they're not looking after their own. And to be honest, when they're bringing people in, they're setting them up to fail because in my opinion, the referee yesterday probably should have been, well, he's probably two years uh, too far in terms of his advancement. And when they're put into that position, they're given no guidance. They're given no support. And ultimately they've got no accountability. What frustrates me the most is the fact that, yes, he's come out and he said, I made a mistake. That's fine. Where's the accountability for it? Because earlier on this season, we inadvertently didn't follow a rule in the fact that we didn't bring a sub board with us. We forgot to bring it with us. The fu- the, the league fined us, uh, you know, rightfully so, because we didn't follow that rule. He didn't follow the rule by sending that person off. Where's the accountability for him? And that's what really frustrates me and what i think it comes down to as i say is where they're not getting the support and they're not given the guidance we've spoken many many times on this podcast about all the um assessing and what frustrates me the most is the fact that when they are assessed they know it's coming so it's artificial i obviously people know i i I, um, lead a, a team in my work i have done for the best part of two decades And when I'm auditing my guys' work, I don't go up to them and say, oh, when you're doing this uh, job today, I'm going to be checking up on you on that. People know that I'm doing that because I'm doing it, you know, without them knowing about it, which gives them, which means that when it's not quite right, I can give them honest feedback. And the thing is, I think the league needs to take some culpability for this, because without being funny, this league, at the start of the season, decided uh, four days beforehand to gift the referees a 22% pay rise. That what? we Yeah, that we were expected just to you know, find the money somewhere in the budgets. The money went up because I, I did the maths last night and I, I was absolutely astonished. It was 22%. And the reason they were given that pay rise was because of the, um, the fuel crisis at the start of the season. Well, the fuel crisis is not um, an issue anymore the the prices of fuel has massively gone down but we're still expected to to deal with that cost and that's in my opinion this league in a nutshell because they're more interested in you know paying extra of, uh, bits and pieces that they haven't got to worry about rather than dealing with the other issues that are there because as i say 22 percent pay rise you tell me one other job that gets a 22 percent pay rise i mean people are protesting Against nurses because they want 11, percent mm. and then we're giving them twice the amount. But then it's hardly a surprise when you look at the people who set um, who run this league and set our bank holiday derbies up against teams like Bulldog, mm. Bulldog for God's sake. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's great to go up there, and they are a localish team. But why the hell hasn't the league thought to themselves? There's two teams out there who. Get a large, large crowd in. Why the hell can we play Leighton on you know bank holiday Mondays and the, we return the favour to them? You know, we had 604 people when we played them mm. at our place. That game would not have taken place if AFC Dunsport progressed into the trophy. It was just a random Saturday. And that really gets, uh, annoys me because they don't care, uh, is my honest opinion. And it's not just for us. You look at Leighton at the minute. Oh,
1: my God. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for like a month.
0: Who in their right mind decided it would be uh, good for them and acceptable for them to play nine times in 19 days? Yeah, just extend you know, the season. Wrong, it's, yeah, don't get me wrong. If they win all those games, they bloody deserve to win this league.
1: Oh mate, I'll, even I'll hold my hands up and go. Do you know what? Fair play, in, because if you're doing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday for the next God knows how long, they're doing it for teams, yeah. three weeks. And yeah, awesome. fair play. They're, don't get me wrong. I want us to fucking get promoted, yeah. but you know, but my my issue is why can't these bozos in the league either start the season earlier so we get a few more games in in the warmer weather, or just extend yes, the no. season by like two weeks a we week. just push the play instead telling me, Oh, well, we've got the playoff thing. we got the cup final at Levy, that length dude, our bloody two Bob bollocks that we were in last week. You know, when I, I listened to the late town manager and he was like, well, yeah, it's good to be in a final. We've got another game now that we need to get exactly. in because it's after the season finishes. And if they do finish second, say for argument's sake that we, you know, that late <laughs> finished second, that, that cup final ain't going to happen because that's the weekend of the playoffs. Yeah. So that cup final is going to get moved back the week after, you know, but yeah. why not just, why not someone in this league? Well, I don't know who runs this league. I haven't got a clue. Like I said, I'm just a fucking, I'm just a guy with a microphone. Uh, for me, it, it looks like it's run by old fuddy-duddies who are set in their way. Who, no, we can't extend the season by another two weeks because it's been like this way since 1945. We're not changing anything in this league. Why the hell not? Just extend exactly. it so so exactly. the teams aren't playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Because you know who knows if you could. I'd I like to think the weather's a little bit better now. We could have some more games called off, in with AFC and yeah. Creasy, and you know it could affect our running. You know it's not just us; it's Leighton, it's whoever you know. It's, it's um, it's Stockholder um, up there. It's all of us up and in the round. but it's the whole league they affect. Instead of being so stubborn and stuck in your ways, just extend the season. But getting back, you know, getting back to your point about the the referee on Saturday and yeah, fair play. He's held his hands up and said he's making a mistake. But in my book, too little, too fucking late because you know, the ball wasn't going away from Webby. He was just about to put his left foot, back, left foot back and have a shot. So the ball wasn't going away from him. You've only got to look at the replay and you don't have to be a Dr. Spock to figure out what he was going to do with it. You know, he's going to put it in the bottom corner. It's going to be one all, in my opinion, or, you know, it should have been a red, but my issue with these refs is, and I say this every week, is that it's the arrogance of them. And you know, and I don't like the way at the minute as well. They're turning up at Dunstall going, oh, "I've heard about your bench. I've heard about your players." Where, were uh, Layton away last yeah. week? I was chatting to chatting to Dunny's dad uh, before that, uh, before the game. Really nice guy. Um, they had been warned about Dunny. The officials, this is before the game and he I think it was actually with the late game I'm sure it's the late game or the game before where he went he come up to everyone after the game this is the ref oh, I'm surprised I didn't have to book Dunstan today I was told yeah, about him yeah, before no, the... that was, oh yeah, you're like yeah. yeah you're like come on man yeah you can't be well, turning up to games thinking oh well there's a yellow card over there oh brilliant so you're already turning up to the game before we've even blown the whistle at three o'clock you're thinking Oh, Dunstan's going to get booked, or you know, Deeney in the dugout. He's, he, you know, he's going to he's going to cause me some strife today. You know, it, it's just the arrogance of them all, and they're so. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; you do like I said uh, on last week's show that the the, the, uh, the female ref that we had a couple of weeks ago was probably one of the best officials we've had all season. The guy at home to Leighton was great because he come from two leagues above. That's why he was so good. The ones we've had over, and it's not just us. I spoke to the Shepherd guys at the weekend. I spoke to two of my late in town, a couple of the work boys going, what's late in town? They're like, Burrows, mate, it happens for us as well. They're just arrogant, arrogant people. They they don't want to be spoke to. They don't want Alfie going up to him. Hang on a minute, ref. Can you explain that? Go away, go away. And like, no, can you just explain the decision to me? And they don't. They just usher captains away. They're not interested in what Joe's got to say because they've already got preconceptions about the man because they've listened to they've listened they've heard hearsay. Is Joe passionate on the sidelines? Yes. Does he cross the line every now and again? Even he may admit he might go over it every now and again. But I think there is a lot worse managers out there in non-league football and in the Premier. Look at Jurgen Klopp. He wouldn't survive two seconds. You think Joe's bad? I don't see people like Jurgen Klopp and things like that. But I just think it's it's the arrogance and Saturday, mate. I hope we and the lines, mate. I hope we never have these oh, officials again. To be honest,ly honest. he was awful. At that one of the balls, yeah. right? I was standing. One of the balls nearly hit Jammers on the chest, and he was standing well within the dugout. He didn't even put his flag up for a throw. It was so <laughs> far out, mate. It, it, you know, if it had gone any further, it would have been Monday. That's how far the ball had gone out, mate. It was in bat, and even their bench were like, uh, Lino, are like, "Lino, you going to give that throw?" And the game was somehow going. It's like when you're at school and it bounces off the wall, and you can and you play on. And you can see Joe looking, you can see the Shepherd guys looking. You're thinking, "Hang on a minute, they can't be this bad, mate." And you know. Yeah, I'm making no apologies for sitting here bad mouthing the guys on Saturday. Yeah, and they everyone says, Well, you wouldn't do it, you wouldn't get in the middle. No, no, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't do it. But I tell you what, I could do a bloody dance like better job than them bozos on the weekend. It, it, apology or not, yeah, well done, mate. You apologise. Yeah. You were still shit. Well, the
0: thing is, I mean, people say you won't get in there and do it yourself. Well, to be honest, why wouldn't people? Because as I say, where they don't have to have any accountability, hmm? it's just why why would they care? You know, yeah. they're just turn up. They could probably, you know, do four or five games across the weekend and probably two, three hundred quid. Like the referee, uh, sorry, the lino, As I, as I sent that picture that I got sent by Steve yesterday, he's obviously doing a few games over the weekend. He's a nice little earner. Mm. But I have to admit, I got home from the game on Saturday. But I was just thinking, why bother? Mm. Why the hell do we bother all of our time and effort in doing this? when it's just going to be... Um, ruined. Ruined by it, And I, I say that as someone who, you know, I love this club. You know, this is the club that I've, I saw my first game of football with my dad. This is my hometown club. You know, mm. the fact that I'm getting that sort of apathy myself because mm. of people like that ruining the games. Yeah. It makes you wonder if people like us are doing it, How is how are we ever going to attract other people in? How are yeah. we ever going to attract casual people in who see two or three games the same thing. I was thinking, well, what's the bloody point? Mm.
1: What it's where, it, point? It's kind of like where you want ex pros to drop down to the non-league and ref a game and all these people that have you know maybe can't play anymore like that are played at a professional level or a really good standard at non-league level. It's where you want you want one of them as like the head of the referees association or whatever yeah. it's called at our level. You want people like, you know, like Jodini, like Dirks, like Jamis. Jamis has played the game. I'm, I'm not, Jamis, I'm not bloody volunteering you for a referee's course. But I'm saying someone like him who knows the game, he's been a captain in a team. You want to come to them and say, right, we, we want your input. How can we make our officials better? You want to be going to the manager like the shepherd, guy and saying in a centre. Okay, lads. How can we make our what do you need from us to make this easier for you on the sidelines? Because don't get me wrong, yeah, some players, are, you know, I've done it myself. You know, we're idiots, we're assholes. Some players are that that way. It's the heat of the moment. It's a game. It's ninety minutes. But these officials really don't. Help, they don't help themselves by some. You know, I can see why benches like uh, Dunstable and like Shepherd were getting so irate at the weekend. I can see why fans like like me and you, Matt. They lose all who's our shit on a Saturday because you know we're sitting here on a podcast ranting about it and it's, it's, been, it's been kind of been like therapy mate but it's yeah, honestly uh... yeah
0: yeah. I've, I'm, thank you. I'm so thankful for you too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll, you know, I'll go downstairs and
1: have a cup of tea uh, but... I see it mate we, we can chill yeah, out the rest about. of the night but um, Matt yeah. moving forward obviously we've got Ellsbury at home tomorrow night mate uh, we don't know the full extent of all the injuries I think Crilly's okay I was chatting to him after the game on Saturday I think he was more a little impact and they kind of you know they took him off as a, a precaution I mean Crilly was run for a fucking brick wall. I don't think that boy really gets injured... Um, Connor's definitely out, um, I spoke to him today, he's, he's hopeful that it's not going to be too long, he's devastated the lad, bless me. I mean I've got so much time for that boy he's, he, he's such a good kid, I feel really sorry for him he's definitely out, um, I know Joe has worked, I spoke to Joe yesterday I know he's worked tirelessly and he's had a lot going on off the field, so Joe, sending you, sending you all our best wishes mate, I know you're a busy man right now, your wife's due to give birth honestly, you're, you're a manager of a non-league football team, you've got people like me ranting and raving on the podcast mate, so I know you have got a lot going on, uh, but Matt, we'll see Connor's out. Uh, I'm not sure what the crack is with Alfie. Hopefully, he'll be okay. We had Tolu. He look too clever. He was, you know, Robbie Goodman oh, come off at the so, end. Yeah. I mean, um, I've got in my little notes here using the squad. I mean, how important is it now that we use the squad? And like you say, I'm not. I'm not sitting here telling Joe how to pick his uh, pick his team. My my, my thing with uh, Ramel at the start was just, just my opinion, really. I just, you know. It's, Put could chuck it out the window if all Joe cares um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, just giving my opinion but um, how important is it now mate, obviously we've got Tuesday, we've got Ellsby World Dynamo's at home, that being tomorrow night it's me and you record this on Monday uh, Saturday we travel to London Colney, what do you How we, what team would you pick tomorrow mate, put it that oh, way
0: I Honestly, I think we've only got four registered uh, defenders at the minute so who <laughs> <those> knows four <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've got
1: uh, Jammer still, re- still signed on?
0: Well uh, yeah, but you know, I don't I wouldn't trust him in the center of defense. Enough, no, no, no. Might, no. Just, we
1: might, you know, yeah. the old boy might have to get the boots on you know, <laughs> might have to sit on the bench, the old fella.
0: Yeah, um, yeah but yeah, yeah, what I think we got Dylan, obviously Ethan, if Crilly's okay, that's great. And then obviously Rory. So I think that's our back line, mate. Oh no, sorry, dafo as well. So there we go. So we got our our back five solid. so it's not so bad if, if it if worse comes to worse. But yeah, the next couple of games are gonna be big. They're gonna be really big. Um it's going to be tough. Um, as we vow, you know, uh, really started to put some performances together. It's okay, uh, well. London Coney. I mean, they got the nil-nil draw against Stockfield the other day. Um, it's going to be an interesting couple of days. Uh, and, you know, just to, not that I want to put the hoodoo on, uh, but I was talking to Andrew yesterday and we was having a conversation that since him and I have uh, come into the club, we've never seen us beat as we vow. So tomorrow. Oh well, that's that. Fuck. No point turning up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the perfect time. And you,
1: you, you and Andrew time. want to stay at home tomorrow night? <laughs> no, I can, I can give you the turn. My... Oh, yeah, I'm
0: like, <laughs> no, go. just, just tell me, and I'll
1: do it for <laughs> yeah, me. No, yeah. That's it, mate. No, but yeah, you're right, mate. We're gonna the squad's going to be tested now. But like, like Joe said, uh, he said a few times in his post-match, he said when we all chat to him, that's why he's brought in a squad. Uh, I know Faulkner is back training now. Uh, could he be? I know Kelvin. Obviously, we need to be careful with him. That's why we didn't see him on Saturday. I get that. But obviously, we've got we've got options there. We've got Harry Beaumont that could come into midfield. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know. I'm, I'm hoping and praying. That, you know, I'm hoping that Alfie's well. I'm hoping that everyone got through the game. Sellers, you know, he tried. I think he tried to train last week, last Thursday. He gave it a go. Said it might still be a little bit early. I mean, see, Tuesday night games are so little. You know, it's hard. Everyone's been at work all day. We'll get you know. So people like Sellers, Kelvin, you need to be careful. Obviously, fortnight. I think may be involved. I mean, you know, uh, I spoke to uh, Simon the other day. His dad, and he said, you know, he's, you know, I think Fox is quite, quite keen to get back involved. you know, Joe probably might. I can see him obviously coming, making an impact off the bench. Uh, sellers, we don't know. Uh, Webby's Webby man. He's just like Superman. Yeah. That boy just keeps going. But it's going to be yeah. We're going to be tested over the next couple of days. Joe's obviously like sorted out the. Hopefully, touch wood all being well. Um, not giving anything away, but I think he sorted out the goalkeeping uh, situation yeah, that we had. Today, yeah, so. so Joe, mate, like he said to me, he's got like 2,000 contacts. You know, if you trust <laughs> anyone with this, you know, and he's not even a little blip at the weekend but we're very still much in it Matt we're fourth in the table you know what I mean if we win tomorrow night that could boost us up to third I'm getting well, obviously late in the plane tomorrow night as well I mean got, I think they're playing every day of the week yeah, they're um,
0: playing Shefford, so you never know there so, you go so you know it's important
1: it's important that we get back to winning ways Matt but like <laughs> I said at the start of the show mate these lads have got enough credit in the bank with us anyway I know I know Joe will see this differently and he'll be like he, his standards will not want to drop uh, from one to eleven, and all the lads on the bench, mate. They, and I said that to them afterwards on the game on Saturday. As I was like, look, yep, yeah, today, yeah, we were pretty poo, but it's one of them games. It happens in football. We, you know, could we? It, I'd Yeah, would I rather it happen in August than happen now when we're trying to get promoted? Yes, I would. But if there's a group of players that I trust more than anything to go on a a run now again and win another five or six on the bounce. It's the Dunstable Town players, you know. We are a good football team. We are a good coaching team. Uh, we have good lads uh, in every position on this pitch, you know. Like you say, with the injuries we got in, I've got complete faith in the in the four that would we'll be at the back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got complete faith in whoever Joe would send on that field that we could get a win. So, yeah, it's not going to be a good. Um, it's not going to be easy against Ellsworth. I'm, I'm guessing they've still got a few ex plaid lads knocking around in their team. I don't know. I know they did last year. So it's always, yeah, a, it's always a...
0: Charlie in, in Nets at the minute. Yeah, and...
1: Charlie. You know what I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a good keeper. So we know we're going to come up against him, mate. It's not going to be easy, mate. But uh, yeah, we are... For anyone that wants to watch that's listen to this before. Obviously, we play at home tomorrow night being Tuesday. We are at home. Creasy Park, 7.45 kickoff. Uh, Matt, any other news you need to inform us of for the Mighty Dunstable yeah, Town?
0: So- uh, we've just been uh, informed by the council that um, we've been allowed to get a few extra spaces up on Thursday evenings for, for the youth section which is great which means we, we're we really going to look to expand the youth section in the next season so we are going to start looking for some teams um, to obviously fill in those spaces so if there is anybody that has a youth team that maybe wants to come into the fold or you know wants to help us out in any way shape or form just get in contact with us and you know we'll you in, in the relevant direction. Um, and apart from that, obviously, it is the under-18s again this week. I believe they play Wednesday. So, it's the return leg of the um, Harpenden game. Unfortunately, they did lose 4-1 the other day. Again, they're stretched at the minute in terms of players. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so there, we've got, I uh, say, Harpenden on the 1st. That's how you've got kickoff at Creasy Park. So, two nights on a trot, you can come down to Creasy Park. And give the Blues your support.
1: Oh, I think I might just do that. Yeah, just a big shout-out to Wayne's team at the weekend. Dunstable Town drew uh, one-all with Leighton United away Sunday morning
0: at a 9am kickoff. Oh, God. No I, Lord, I, I went to the other one in the afternoon. Yeah, just, Joe's... Was gonna be uh, rock. There, was, yeah. there was no ruck. <laughs> I have to admit, those under-15s, they have got some really good
1: players. Yeah, out. Joe's uh, Joe's boys are now... Uh, I think we sit top of the league now. Um, You know, the under... Uh, under under fifteens is it? Um, mate, great. So yeah. I enjoy. I mean, anyone that's around on a Sunday, I mean, obviously, and I appreciate people can't travel away and watch away games. But if you did want to go down to Creasy Park, I mean, Wayne's team are really good. He's he's set them up. You've got such a good youth section. I mean, I'm not yeah. too heavily involved. I just like lending my support on a on a Sunday. Uh, but Wayne and Joe are the main two teams that I watch. And all the Dunstable youth teams and what I see on Twitter, and I try and support as much as I can and keep an eye out for all the results. But um, obviously. Wayne's team are doing really well looking to win the league. Joe's team, uh, the under 15s on the, in the afternoon, uh, looking to to win the league. The first team are looking to get promoted. Mate so it's, <laughs> you know, it's not all doom and gloom, mate. Saturday was just, yet, Saturday was just a little little uh little drop in the ocean, mate, So what you know, the good things that all the all the teams are doing, mate. And you know, we all want the same thing. We all want success and let's hope this time in a couple of months mate we're talking about it. But uh I will be back tomorrow with uh Joe talking uh, in the post uh all being well i won't have to climb over the top with me uh you know with me, mean? <laughs> like uh scott he tagged me in a little post i'm not gonna go over the top but now joe's a good guy mate you know what i mean i appreciate all his time in the post match and he wears his art on his sleeve so i'll be back tomorrow talking to joe um myself uh, matt and hopefully we'll have robbie on he was he got tied up today he couldn't make it robbie goodman but he said he's going to come on and chat to us and give us the players perspective so we'll try and get you another shout wednesday or thursday this week and then we'll look forward to london colney but uh matt thanks very much mate and we'll do it all again later in the week
0: Absolutely,
1: looking forward to No worries. This has been the Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us all on Twitter and Facebook, just uh, Talk of the Town podcast. I'll be back tomorrow, like I said. Until then, everybody, up these mighty blues. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's Talk of the Town podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. You can find us on Twitter, at DTFC Pod. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Talk of the Town Podcast.